This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. This is Season 4 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Today on the show, we go back in time with useless history and automobiles. That's cars. Vroom, vroom, vroom. All right. Plus, Roy will open up the mailbag and a fan favorite, news from around the world. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. Welcome to episode number 14. Here we go. Ronald Reagan was a great president, was he not? Oh, yes. <laughs> Just he had that vice president that... Uh... It was a bit of a problem. He acted in numerous films, of course. What was it? Uh, Bedtime for Bonzo? Was that the movie he was in or something with a monkey? Yeah, Academy Awards stuff. Yeah. He <laughs> was also a prolific lifeguard. What? He not only saved America, but he saved people's lives. In fact, he saved 77 people from drowning. Wow. Yeah. I think I heard something like that. You did. And well, you heard it. Seven people. Yes. He saved their lives. From drowning. Ronald Reagan, not only an actor, not only president of the Screen Actors Guild, not only president of the United States, but a lifeguard that saved countless people. Well, countless because we can't count that high. But yes, countless people. Probably, probably. By the time we counted them, they'd have all drowned. Did you know that George Washington was a horrible general? In fact, he was a terrible general. He came up in the ranks probably because he was an aristocrat or came from an aristocrat family. But he was given command of troops and he one blunder after another. I mean, guys were dying. Okay, so they really didn't want him anywhere. But at a specific battle that happened, uh, he his troops were getting destroyed and they began to run and which would happen a lot because they were not as well formed as the English army. So when they began to run away and Washington said, this is it, I'm, I'm done. If I'll be the laughing stock. So he jumped on his horse instead of buttoning his coat, which would normally happen. Mm-hmm. He left his coat open. He jumped on his horse. He ran towards with his horse, galloped towards the enemy who were firing at him. His coat is flailing in the wind and the balls that they fire out of the gun are bullets, whatever you want to call them, are hitting his jacket and putting holes in it. The men see this and they think he's invincible because he's being shot and holes are going right through him. And of course, they turn around and they say, come on, let's help him out. Instead of running, they attack and we win the battle. And George Washington, from that day forward, becomes a fearless general. That's amazing. Two great presidents in American history. There you go. So if you're about to take an exam and American history is your subject... Take it from us. We just helped you on totally useless information with Nick Roy. Yeah, right. <laughs> what kind of exam in a hospital? <laughs> well, 
yeah, exactly. In the ancient Olympics, athletes performed naked. Yeah. The, the athlete. I play tennis that way sometimes. That's you, right? Yeah. So how many balls are allowed on the court? Uh, the athletes <laughs> did. I don't the... have to worry about pockets. <laughs> <laughs> or pocket pool. The athletes did this. They performed naked to imitate the gods, but also yeah. to help would help easily clear toxins from their skin through sweating after each attempt at a sport. Okay, if the Greek gods were so cool, why couldn't they invent clothing? <laughs> because that's later on. The inventions come later on down the line in history, yeah. The word gymnastics comes from the ancient Greek word gymnasia, meaning athletic training, and gymnos, meaning naked. This translates to to train naked. Do you know when I went to Sicily, there is a villa that they found. They had to dig this villa out. So they found the top of the villa. They start digging. It's this amazing, unbelievable villa mm -hmm. of, a, of a very extremely wealthy Greek guy. He'd be like the Bezos of the Greeks of the time. He had this amazing palatial villa. They know it was so expensive because there were so many tile mosaics. In fact, every single room had tile mosaics. But among the mosaics were the workout room, which had mosaics of naked men working out. But not only that, the coolest thing I've ever seen, they had women in what looked like bikinis. Oh. They call it the bikini room because it just looks like they're wearing bikinis. Really cool, 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 cool. And so many thousands of years ago. Was it a teensy wincy polka dot bikini? Yes. In fact, one of them is like a polka dot bikini. <laughs> but the men didn't care because they're walking around with no pockets, so to speak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the Avenger comics, the, yes. the comic, their movies now, a box office smash movies, the oh, Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that the actual name, the Avengers, as as far as for a group of, of, of uh, superheroes, so to speak, was actually the name of the Jewish Nazi hunters group after World War II. They felt that nothing was going to happen to the German prisoners of war that were taken after World War II. So what they did is they formed a group and secretly went into these prison camps and poisoned over 2,283 German prisoners. That's got to suck. Okay. So it's kind of like a tit for tat type thing, but I mean, it's pretty nasty. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or tit for tat. Are you going back to the caves again with the women in the bikinis? Yeah, I'm going back to the old tug of war, so to speak. <laughs> yes. You know, they were doing tug of war naked. What the hell is that? You talk about a rope burn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We all know shrapnel can really hurt if you're uh, in the middle of an explosion or something. Hmm. Well, it was invented by British. Stuff is sharp, I'll tell you. It What's is. Well, I'll tell you how sharp it is. British Army officer Henry Shrapnel was the ah. first person to invent an anti-personnel shell that could transport a large number of bullets to its target before releasing them. Ooh. So shrapnel was named after its inventor. British Army officer Henry Sharpnell. Wow. So it's not shrapnel, it's sharpnel? <laughs> shrapnel. You know, um, you know, there's a typo on this. So it's shrapnel. Right. I'm sharp. This is totally useless information with Nick and Okay, Roy. Uh, we're not doing this again. I feel like I've been hit with shrapnel. <laughs> Audio shrapnel, yes. Uh poor Nick's been hit with shrapnel in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows. Okay, so Andrew Jackson had a pet parrot oh yeah what do you think pet parrot's name was polly 
He had a pet parrot named Polly. <laughs> Trying to say that sometimes. <laughs> he did. Andrew Jackson had a pet parrot named Polly. No okay. joke. All right. He taught Polly, and get ready to beat this out, how to say, go and f*** yourself, <laughs> you piece of <laughs> wow you dirty dog you now the, the parrot was horrendous it had a foul foul mouth and that's all he taught it to say was these horrible curses and so when andrew jackson dies andrew jackson requests that polly be at the funeral which he was at which point polly starts to say go and f yourself you <laughs> really? son of a sea cook dirty bastard role and you know just went crazy until they eventually have to take polly out of the funeral because he's insulting so many guests <laughs> wow. <Could> you imagine it's <laughs> great i love it or i can hear the the pirate going to like a restaurant you know by himself polly party of one yeah polly parrot party of one party of one yes polly would order a piece of pumpkin pie <laughs> now, Polly was a polygamist and had pumpkin pie at the pumpkin pie restaurant. The Palladium. At the Palladium, yes. <laughs> okay, we now have to disinfect our microphones. And he had his, his uh, feathers done up in a pompadour. <laughs> <laughs> he poo-pooed over that idea. 4% <laughs> of Normandy's beaches are made up of shrapnel. <laughs> that's a sharp no thing that's right it is <laughs> this is all of course from the d-day landings more than five thousand tons of bombs were dropped by the allies on the oh, axis God. powers as part of the prelude to the normandy landings scientists have studied the sand on the beaches of normandy and they found microscopic bits of smoothed down shrapnel from the landings they estimate that within 150 years, the beach will have fully lost any remaining shrapnel to rust and erosion. So watch where you step on the beaches of Normandy. Wow. How many tons? 5,000 tons. It's heavy metal. 5,000 tons. tons. That's right. Then they brought their guitars and heavy metal was born. No, that's different. Mm, yeah. Wow. So have you ever heard of the Hungarian Countess Elizabeth? Bathory, the Exed. Can't say that I have. I have to be honest. I, I can't. In order to be a countess, you need to have like four names. So that's what she. Yeah, did. count them. Elizabeth Bathory, the Exed, was in a, a Hungarian countess from. Liechtenstein. No, no, she was. She was from um, Hungary, and uh, she was a very famous countess. But she was more famous for what she became. And that is the most famous female serial killer. Oh. Ah, get ready for this one. What do you think? Like a serial killer kills how many people you think it's bad? A hundred. A hundred would be terrible, I think, right? Because, yeah, I mean, I you got guys that kill like 12 people. And yeah, a like hundred would be really killer. bad. Yeah. How many did she kill? She killed and tortured over 650 women. 650. <laughs> this is true. Look it up, guys. Elizabeth Bathory de Exed, Hungarian countess. She's sick. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. This is Totally Useless Vehicle Information with Nick, Meet Me, and Roy. <laughs> 
All they had to do was put a picture of us in front of that lady, and then she came up with that intro. Big bobbleheads in little cars. Yes. You go first on this one. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, of course. No problem. Vroom, vroom. And now with more, here's vroom, vroom. You know that I worked for General Motors for a a brief period of time. You did. And um, one of the things that I got to see was a testing of airbags, which I thought was really going to be a very boring thing to, to see. But they set up an airbag on this metal stand, and then they they simulated a crash and the airbag went off. And I'm going to tell you, standing there, it was amazing because I was about 25 feet away from it with safety goggles on and this big puff of smoke from the cornstarch or powder that they put inside of it. And, I mean, the explosion was, I was like, wow. I mean, I simply did not expect it. Well, there is a nitrogen charge that goes off like a shotgun shell releases a nitrogen charge that goes off and expands the airbag, which is covered in, like I said, like a cornstarch material so it doesn't dry up. It takes less than 30 milliseconds for an airbag to deploy. Fast. Okay. It would take you probably 40 to 50 milliseconds to hit the steering wheel. Thus, you hit the airbag. But can you imagine how fast 30 milliseconds is? That's literally a blink of an eye. Was there any shrapnel in it? No. No, nope, there wasn't. That would have been fun to watch some of the executives at General Motors sitting there screaming and bleeding. Yes. But their eyes would have been protected. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, so what- they could see their own debauchery. <laughs> <laughs> and then out would pop Elizabeth Bathory, the exed. <laughs> That's right. Now, windshield wipers are on your vehicle is really important. The windshield wiper was invented and patented by Mary Anderson in 1905. Did she have a husband named Hans Christian? Uh, yes, that's her, that's her husband. Now, uh, not only so she invented the windshield wiper, but in 1967, Robert Kearns invented the intermittent windshield wiper. Turn that off, Nick. He what did he invent? Intermittent <laughs> windshield wiper. He designed for wipers that they they pause between swipes for us uh, so that, you know, you can use them in light rain and mist. The invention permits the driver to set the interval at which the wiper sweeps the window, etc. When the car makers eventually began offering intermittent wipers, he sued the Ford Motor Company and Chrysler, accusing them of patent infringement. Yeah. What was that uh, movie called? Blink of an eye or? It was a movie made uh, to tell that story. I don't have that information here, but in 1990, a jury decided that Ford had infringed on Mr. Kern's patent, that it concluded that the infringement had not been deliberate. Ford did contend that the patent was invalid because the windshield system contained no new concepts. I can see the whole idea of having the slowed up intermittent windshield wiper, apparently, And again, working for General Motors, the whole idea was that it doesn't obscure your view of the road, okay? But I would say that 9 out of 10 people never, ever remember how to activate the windshield wipers properly in their car. 
So most accidents are caused by them looking down, going, I can't get the intermittent thing off. There's another go! And goes the airbag. Boom! It's all connected. Now yes. pops Elizabeth Bathory, the ex head, going, Oh, it's so wonderful. They're all dead. Yes. And Shrapnel said, That was my invention. That's me. Uh, the movie, by the way, is Flash of Genius. Flash of Genius was Flash it. Of genius. I, I got That's it completely right. wrong. Flash yeah. of Genius. Yes. By the way, extremely boring movie. Probably could have been told in about 10 minutes. Super boring movie, but very interesting story. But how fitting would it be, right, that it was a boring movie? It took so long for them to get to the plot. Well, it said scene one. <laughs> Scene two. two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I've seen three, four, five, three, four, five, six. Scene three. <laughs> Speaking of Flash of Genius, you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Okay, so in the mid-1960s, well, by the way, uh, thank you for telling people, but also go to www.nickandroy.com and leave us a, a, a an email or just go to our website because it's really cool. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of stuff. You can listen to 75 episodes or so, and even other stuff, bonus stuff that's on there. It's really cool. Yep. All right. In the mid-1960s, cars were delivered to people, get ready, General Motors, with an acceptable 24 defects. Really? Yes. This is American cars. In the 1960s, they had on average 24 defects, which was acceptable. Now, again, I worked for General Motors. I've seen some stuff come off the truck that was absurd, like doors hanging off. And, you know, it's really bad. But out of the 24, in most cases, 40% were safety features. Meaning, you know, you pull the seatbelt and it just comes flying right out of the door. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what they call it, the detachable seatbelt option. Or you get in an accident and out from the steering wheel pops a sign that says, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> it's General Shrapnel. <laughs> yeah, but I worked for General Motors in an interesting story on Fridays. They call it drunk day. Fridays at like 4.30 or so, the guys were already drinking beer underneath. Like, you know, they, they'd hide it and drink beer. They'd pass them to each other. And they had no place to throw out the cans, so they'd put them in the fenders. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, that's what that rattling sound is. Now we've figured yeah, it out. Yeah. There you go. Right. Not only do we talk about cars on totally useless information with Nick and Roy, we also give you solutions on the rattling in your, in your fenders. It's not just us. Oh, no. Give me an H. H. Okay. The key and ignition chime for Hondas mm. are four tones in succession, which mm. is possibly a reference to the Morse code for the letter H. Here's Morse code for the letter H. Now, this is the Honda chime when you put the keys in the ignition. That spells... Okay, all right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, the so letter H. H. Yeah. So that's but Morse if you code. keep it going, it's like H H H H, like an intermittent wiper. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. I think Nick's gone like conspiracy theory on us. <laughs> yeah, He's wearing a tinfoil hat right now. It's spelling, it's spelling help. H E L P. Oh, no, really, you know, I have a Hyundai and, you know, it it plays like this really cool and you can turn it on or off. 
it plays an entry song for you and an exit song. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, and it's really cool because it's like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then at the end when you get out after driving a Hyundai, it's like dun 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 dun. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or if you get into a uh, into a Volkswagen, uh, Beethoven starts playing. Yeah, well, seven Korean guys popped out of the trunk. Going, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, out of the Korean cars, BTS comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? No, but <laughs> they look like girls. Uh, yes, allegedly they do. What is the, the saying for that when you're, uh, you can't tell whether it's a girl or a guy? Androgynous? Androgynous, right, yes. Yeah. They are quite androgynous. I dated a girl one time named Androgynous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. She couldn't figure you out either. It's okay. We're even. <laughs> she was a little manly, but <laughs> she had man she had a hands. Beard. She had a beard. You know, she was in the circus. She had more of a five o'clock shadow than you did. <laughs> <laughs> she had a five o'clock shadow at twelve in the afternoon. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, folks. Are you still listening? We're just yes. having a good time. <laughs> yeah. We hope you are, too, on Totally Useless Information with Nick and okay, Roy. Okay, get ready for this one. Yeah. Okay. The Model T sold Ford Model T, right? One color, just as long as it was black. Mm-hmm. Sold 15 million cars. Now, that's a mind-boggling thing. By the way, the first ones took 12 hours, more than 12 hours to build a car. That's the entire factory working, taking 12 hours to build a car. That means two cars in one day. By the time Ford was running at full production, he was under eight minutes per car. Wow. So that'll give you an idea of how the production line changed the industry. But 15 million cars is a staggering, staggering number. How many Volkswagen Beetles do you think they sold? Well, I would say more because the Germans are more precise with their operations. So I would say, you know, how, how long? How long did the the uh, Model T after it was automated? How long did it take? Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. I'm I think gonna, they I, built a Beetle in about like a minute and a half. No, no. <laughs> well, I, I would guess four. Studio audience. They're put there. No, Twenty million Beetles were made and produced and sold. Und wonderful Liechtenstein and the Germans made the car for the peoples of Volkswagen. No, but honestly, 20 million Beatles were sold. And I got a staggering figure for you on my next one, but go ahead. Well, you were going to say staggering. I thought you were talking about the, uh, the, you know, the auto workers on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, that's staggering. where you never buy a Friday car. I'll tell you the yeah, truth. Yeah, but how do you know which cars were built on a Friday? Shake it around. <laughs> <laughs> Take it for a test yeah. drive. Yeah. <laughs> some people kick the tires. Other people start to shake the car. If they hear some rattling in the fenders, don't this buy that. This car is supposed to have four wheels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's extra. That's an option. Oh, look, Mr. Car Salesman. There's a wheel rolling in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> With detachable wheels. So key fobs that we use, you know, the beep, beep, that, that uh, you know, locks your cars or unlocks. How the, do they go? The beep, beep. <laughs> or Mine if, doesn't do or, that. Or if it's a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there it goes. There, there you go. go. Beep, beep, beep. Because of the way they're programmed, if you press a key fob more than 256 times while out of range, yes. it will cause it to stop working because it has to do with the encryption. 
So basically, you're hitting it 256 times out of range, so there's nothing to receive that signal, and so it just stops working. Okay. If you stand far enough away from your car and hit a key fob 256 times, yes. you yes. should stop working. <laughs> because you really need a life. You need something better to do. No, but... Or, Okay, hold on. Excuse me. It's not that I tried it. This is according to the information that I researched. Okay, because you know yeah. we we scour the internet. Nick called me up the other day. He's like, I can't get into my car. <laughs> yes. Okay, two hundred and fifty nine, two hundred and sixty. <laughs> so, well, we talked about on a previous episode. We talked about how if you take the key fob and you put it close to your head, it goes. The range goes a lot further. Well, if you if you watch him calls it, if you have it in your pocket, let's say you go jogging. Yes may hit it 256 times just running you know yeah, you may have pressure against your leg which is why i take the key and place it in my underwear <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and every time he goes jogging <laughs> there it is and people are like oh, excuse me your crotch is beeping <laughs> i'm like yes i know it's not the first time <laughs> All right. Yes. I said before, 20 million Beatles, right? Yeah. What's the world's best-selling car of all times? Go ahead, tell us. I can't see. Oh, come on. Come on. I can't stand the suspension. The world's best-selling car sold in over 150 different countries in the world is the Toyota Corolla. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. It was launched in 1966. They've sold over 44 million Corollas. Mm. One is sold. Every 15 seconds, they sell a Corolla every 15 seconds. That's insane, right? 11. I'm just counting the 15 here. Oh, there goes another one. There goes another one. There goes another one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine 44 million Corollas sold? 25, 26, hang on, 27, 28, 29. There's a two for deal. There's another one. (laughs) <laughs> talk about exhaustion boy Te- that was an intermittent thing it was yes <laughs> technology has come so far that nearly 80 percent of formula one drivers have a coating on their exhaust pipe which was originally designed for nuclear reactors mm, i have that on the seat of my pants <laughs> yes just in case i eat beans or something yeah wouldn't want to blow the pockets out you know know? (laughs) and one of the topics we do here on total uses information with nick and roy or dreams i dreamt i was a muffler once i woke up the next morning exhausted (laughs) (laughs) i humor him folks (laughs) so if you'd like to send us an email or affidavits or lawsuits it's nickandroy.com and send us an email what's in the mailbag What's in the mail? Okay. Martin from Dallas, Texas. Martin Martin. from Dallas, Texas Mm -hmm. says, and by the way, Martin, we got a load of of, uh, Dallas listeners and Texas listeners. Yep. But Martin says, I stumbled upon your show, must have worked for General Motors. <laughs> on a Friday, yes. And Martin says, I stumbled upon your show, and I am amazed at how addicted I am to it. And I said, do you want more, Martin? No. <laughs> Martin was more. He wants more. So Martin says that he got his girlfriend and a bunch of other friends into listening to the show. 
He says, and every single one of them is addicted to it. Not only that, they're now playing a game of using facts from our show. There you go. They call each other at work during the day and they say a, like a tidbit of the fact and then if they can answer it. And a lot of them are going back and forth with these tidbits of, of information, which is kind of cheating because all you got to do is listen to the show, Martin. You don't have to go playing some stupid games. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> Martin, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone www.nickandroy.com you leave us an email you get on the show people like martin we really do appreciate i can't tell you how many emails we've gotten with people saying that they've turned on their friends to the show and we appreciate it and if you see us on facebook or go on facebook totally useless information nick and roy you can also share our posts and so on and so forth. Give us a push. It helps us out. It's really cool. You know, we, that's why we do it. We do it for you guys, and we appreciate it very, very much. For nobody else. We do it for you. So go to nickandroy.com and send us an email. What's in the mail? And now for something completely useless. If you ever played the game of ping pong. Yes, I've played. The balls can travel really fast. Do your balls travel fast when you play ping pong? It depends if I'm at a Greek Olympics, maybe. <laughs> or if you're playing on your own. You don't want paddles around when you're no. at a Greek Olympics. <laughs> That's right, yes. No, you don't. Ouch. <laughs> well, the the balls can travel off the paddle of um, the, the balls can travel. It's yeah. very much like the words coming out of my mouth. I try to keep my balls from traveling by wearing, <laughs> That's right. Is by wearing proper fitting underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you'll never make it to the ancient Greek Olympics. Um, if ping pong balls can travel off the paddle at speeds of 160 kilometers an hour, that's wow. just under 100 miles per hour. So you hit a ping pong ball, it travels 100 miles per hour. That's correct. You ever see the Chinese guys play ping pong? They, they can't even mean. see the ball. No, not at all. But then again, their balls must be very small. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard that. Say. Yeah. The Chinese. Yeah, they are. Ping and, and pong, that's yeah. why they like ping pong, because the ball is very small. Yeah. They're hitting it with the paddle. And you they know like what? doing that too multiple times. They're like, yeah. pop, pop, pop. They hit it with the paddle. One more time, baby. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And a half hour later, you felt like playing another game. I uh, went for a, a massage one time at a place, and the woman came out with a paddle, and I got scared. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what would you call a pig that goes to one of those massage parlors? What? Pulled pork. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to totally that is disgusting. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, please yeah. make believe you didn't hear that. And if it's Martin is out there, please don't use that as one of your yeah, fun he'll facts. Be, listen, he'll be addicted. He'll be addicted to the two jokes between the muffler one and that one, man. That's gold. Oh, my God. These poor people in Texas think that I'm going to Chinese massage parlors and getting beat with paddles and watching yes. balls flying around. That's right. On a Friday afternoon at the General Motors plant. By the way, General <laughs> Motors are fine cars. They're fabulous cars. Get one today at your local. The Totally Useless Information Show brought to you by General Motors. That brings you 24 defects on a car. <laughs> hey, never mind the guy down the block. He's got 28 defects. We have less defects for your car. Visit we got a special for you. We got a Friday car. It comes with a car and a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, you can work on your abs at the same time. Well, we talked about cars. We insulted many people. And we talked about history. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. A man in Florida is accused of shooting another man who threw part of a banana at his truck during a road rage incident, according to police. Robert Lewis... Shot the guy. Say it one more time. A man is accused of shooting another man who threw part of a banana at his truck during Mm. a road rage incident, according to police. Robert Lewis and Peter Sala Jr. allegedly got into an argument while driving down U.S. Highway 19. Mm. Following the argument, Sala Jr. reportedly drove past Lewis and threw the banana at the side of Lewis's truck. Did he have two ping pong bong balls attached to it? <laughs> Did he have what? Could that would have been two ping pong balls attached to it. That would have been highly insulting. That's been right. Like, yeah, yeah, take this at 100 miles an hour. So Lewis was sitting in his truck, was allegedly armed with a handgun. Oh. Shot at Salad Jr. Was the banana peeled or was it whole? Was it frozen? <laughs> I don't know. What I don't understand is it's allegedly armed with a handgun. Well, what did he shoot him with if he shot at him? Maybe the banana. <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed the banana That's and right. that. And a banana split. The bullet- don't you point that load of banana at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So the bullet shattered the right front passenger window. Salah Jr. suffered a small non-life-threatening laceration to his leg. It was from, not from the bullet, from, from a piece of glass fragment, fragment the that, that struck him. No, not the banana. He, he, he had a laceration on the side of his buttocks from the banana. <laughs> That's right. Laceration on his leg from the broken glass. Now, that would, that, that would piss me off if a guy pulled a banana out of his buttocks and threw it at me. <laughs> I wouldn't stand for that. I'd shoot him, too. <laughs> Lewis was arrested and is facing charges for shooting. Yeah. A de- this is what he was arrested for. He was, yes. he was charged with shooting a deadly missile into. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. I eat beans. I don't even need to throw it. I just feel like. Yeah. He was charged with shooting a deadly missile into an occupied vehicle. And criminal mischief. Is this the guy with the gun or the banana? Which Lewis, one was charged? Lewis. Hold on. Um, the guy Lewis, with the gun, right? Right. Right. Yeah, that's right. Because he shot. But they said they said the guy with the banana was probably charged for releasing deadly shrapnel, banana shrapnel. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the problem. Lewis was arrested, facing charges. Uh, he is booked into the Pinellas County Jail on the twelve thousand. Ah, Pinellas County sounds yep. about right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hello, people who are listening in Florida. For the time being, he was he was oh. held on a twelve thousand dollar bond, and according yeah. to oh, twelve grand. This yeah. is look, folks. Let me explain something to you. Florida is the most great. It's the most amazing place in the world. That's where Roy lives, yes. People come here from all over the place. They come here from New York. Okay, right. Our news program is like. Welcome to the evening news. Today, a man was arrested for allegedly dropping a bubblegum wrapper on the street. Okay, in New York, it's like, welcome to the evening news. 84 people were murdered in the streets today. Our news is ridiculous. Man throws banana. Yes. But according to court documents, he's going to appeal it. Of course he's going to appeal it because the judge is going to be like, listen, you're going to jail for one month for monkeying around. (laughs) (laughs) Now get out of my courtroom and split. 
You know, don't make me peel off another sentence. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so if you have a news item you like uh, from around the world that you'd like for us to feature, simply go to our website, nickandroy.com. Well, Nick, uh, do, you know, do you know when you grow bananas, because I live here in Florida, uh-huh. do you know that when you grow bananas, you get this one big bushel of bananas, and then you have to cut that whole section of the, the I guess it's a banana tree, but right. could be a bush. But, you know, I mean, it's pretty pretty tall but you literally have to cut the whole thing down to the ground and you do and so if you know how to cut down bananas let us know but listen let me just say something to people too so please take that as a word of advice okay if you're going to throw a banana at a moving vehicle just remember that it took an entire plant to grow that banana the guy shot him for a banana this stuff happens in florida we all have guns everybody has guns yeah we give we give our kids guns to go to like (laughs) Daycare. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like, did you take your bottle and your binky and your gun? And your six shooter. (laughs) Yeah, and your six shooter. Well, unfortunately, or fortunately for Nick, you can tell Nick doesn't have a gun. He's like the six shooter. Like he's back in the Wild West. (laughs) I'm going to hit him with a banana. Listen, I I live... I, listen, uh, that's all the time we have for this uh, episode of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We will scour the internet far and wide to find more useless information for you guys. So until then, you go to nickandroy.com. Let me say that one more time. Nickandroy.com. Leave us a, If you hate the show, tell us. Tell us you hate the show. We're probably going to just hit that garbage bail button, but whatever. Yeah. Tell us you hate the show. We'll come and find you and throw bananas at you. Yeah, but go to nickandroy.com. Tell us what you think. Share the show with everybody. Tell a friend about the trend. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.